Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber of the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Mace, second straight day, joining us from Madison, Wisconsin. And how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. It's snowing here. Oh, my God. It's snowing in November in mid-Wisconsin. I'm shocked. Yeah, stunned, huh? Yeah. How is it out there? It's nice. It's it's a nice day. It's going to be nice this weekend. A little chilly yesterday. I think this is the latest in a very, very long time that we have not had snow by now at this point of the year in Denver. Remarkable, because there was a dusting yesterday in some parts, but there has not been a measurable snowfall. It's Usually we got our first measurable snowfall in Denver about, uh, I think it's October 12th is the average date yeah. of the first snowfall. Yeah, so I, I think, so I, I, think I, month behind. I think I saw something um, on Twitter that this is the latest it has been in, in decades that we have not had any snow. Is it is it really that bad, the snow up there? you not able to get around? you all blocked it's in? It's flurries. It's mm, flurries. Yeah. It's a, and actually, by Saturday, it's going to be uh, 51 degrees. So oh, it'll probably melt. Kind of like Denver, it's gonna at least this week. It's gonna right. warm up quickly after the snow. So Char- yeah. Charlotte, get outside and play in the snow. Do a couple snow angels. Uh, flurries weren't enough. It was just enough to where you could kind of say, "Ooh, cool, it's snowing." But you know, and, and there's that little electricity in the air when the flurries are falling. But nothing, yeah, not, not, nothing to really write home about. It's just. For me, it's the first time I've seen snow all year, or all season, I should say. So that's, that was kind of the thing. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the shovels are not going to be out. It's just just a, just, just a, a, a gray Midwestern day. You know all about those. Yeah. You probably don't miss them. No, I don't. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not a big fan of inside jokes or, or things between the hosts where the listeners or the viewers don't understand what we're saying. But I'm going to ask you a question, okay? You don't need to extrapolate on it. I know today was a very important day in your family. How did everything go? Terrific. Good. Good, 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 good. I am thrilled for you and your family. I'm just going to drop it at that. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Okay, the Broncos are at the bye week, so let's evaluate where they are at 10 games into the season. We're going to talk about things like who's been the offensive most valuable player, the defensive most valuable player, maybe the MVP, who's been the best rookie, what injury has affected the Broncos the most, so on and so forth. We're going to get to about half of these things at the top of this segment, and then we're going to continue uh, with this list at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So let's start it off with this. We'll just cut right to the chase. Who's been the MVP of this team? Offense, defense overall? No, period. MVP, that's what I mean. Like offense, Not offensive MVP, just MVP? Yep. 
Teddy Bridgewater. Couldn't agree more. I, I understand the grief that he's been getting this week. Yeah. Um, and I'm not suggesting the Broncos would not be 5-5 five and five without Drew Locke. But at the end of the day, he has been steady enough. Like the fact that he made that tackle or not, um, this offense has been better. They have scored. I don't want to say they have scored more, but they've scored more in terms of possession. Um, They have not killed themselves necessarily with turnovers, specifically from the quarterback position. And um, if if they were playing with Case Keenum or Joe Flacco or Trevor Simeon, so on and so forth, quarterbacks of the past, I don't think they're five and five. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying that they would be that Teddy Bridgewater is between say five and five and two and eight, but the previous four years, they were always at, three and seven or four and six. Right. They have played a relatively benign schedule uh, to this point. So you have to factor that in as well. But Teddy Bridgewater by and large has done what they want him to do. You mentioned the per possession stats They're They're up in points per possession. They're up in yards per possession. They're up in time of possession because they're able to, to sustain drives They're They've, improved in avoiding three and outs and a big and a big thing is turnovers drew lock has averaged 1.2 giveaways per game in his career to date teddy bridgewater this year has accounted for only 0.6 giveaways per game that's interceptions and fumbles and so you basically if you're cutting your giveaway rate from the quarterback position in half that's going to that's going to make a difference, and you can you can probably say that that is the difference in, between this team being 500. It's best, it's modest, but the best it's been after 10 games since 2016. That Teddy Bridgewater avoiding turnovers is the difference between being 500 and being below 500. Okay, with that, we're going to talk about the offensive MVP. We're going to take Teddy out of it. Obviously, we would both vote for him. So, with that, take him out of the equation. Who's the offensive MVP outside of the quarterback position? Melvin Gordon. Hmm. Leading the team in touchdowns. Been very effective in the red zone. It's You know what? The funny thing is, like if, if you... I'm not. I'm not. Go, I'm not going. Melvin yeah. Gordon. Sorry. Well, especially and everything that you're saying is true. See, I'm trying to avoid recency, but recency bias might say it's not that the that the leaders of the offense. No, I'm not. Teddy I'm not basing it. I'm, I'm not necessarily basing it yeah. on that because when I say who I think my defensive MVP is, it's about what he has done the whole season. That's probably your argument with Melvin Gordon. My right. argument. My argument is Tim Patrick. He has been the most consistent player every single game. Zero mistakes. Zero. Zero mistakes. And I just saw something today. He is one of the top three or four wide receivers in the league, according to pro football focus and man coverage. He is the most consistent player they have on offense, period. It's almost like there should be a, a, an award for most efficient player because I think our our offensive and defensive MVP and maybe the most efficient player on each side, they're two different things because you can argue that Tim Patrick is the most efficient player on this team and probably was the most efficient player on the team last well, year. Well, no, wait. I'll, I'll take it a step further. It's not, that, it's not that he's just the most efficient. 
He's also the most reliable. And that's something you can't say about Melvin Gordon. I'm not arguing against Melvin Gordon as your choice. What I'm saying is every time you throw Tim Patrick the ball, he makes a play. He doesn't turn it over either. An interesting thing is he has not fumbled since the 2018 season. He doesn't fumble. So the last two years, not only has he not dropped the pass, he hasn't lost the ball when he's gotten it. So think about that. You, You get him the ball, something positive happens every time he gets the ball. And Nothing negative happens when you get him the ball. And Mace, it's not as if you've only thrown the ball to him 10 times this season. You know, when you when you look at his overall numbers this season, you know, he's he has 37 catches. He has 37 catches. Cortland Sutton leads the team with 43. Tim Patrick is the most reliable guy that they have. If they could throw to him every single play, I would throw to him. Defensive MVP. Justin Simmons. I'm not going there. And the funny thing is, it's that that's that's the low-hanging fruit. It's the low-hanging fruit, but he's played exceptionally well for more than for two-thirds of the season, basically. You know who's played you know who's there's played, a, there's you, three you know games he's yeah. struggled. And there's seven games that he's played well. You know who's played well every single game? Every single game he's played well. Even when he's been beat, he's played well. That's her tan. You got it. Every single time. I, I, I can't remember. I think there might have been one play this year, one or two plays this year where you're like, oh, God, did he look like a rookie there? Week but one. There you go. Well, because week one. You his, named it. His rookie moment was week one. Week one. He was, look, he was beaten Sunday. Yeah. He was beaten great Sunday coverage. Great coverage. By, yeah. Sometimes you have great coverage and you get beat. That's right. That's, that's my point. In baseball, you'd say, all right, you, you, I tip you tip your cap. You got I, I did my job and you and, and you beat me. Right. Nice congratulations. And it's not as like he he, he lost out to a hack receiver. There's yeah, a Devontae reason. Smith, right. Yeah. Devontae Smith would be a candidate for offensive rookie of the year league wide most years, but this year with Jamar Chase having another worldly season. He's not really in the mix. I'll put it to you this way. Pat Sertan has had more bad plays and has had less bad plays and less bad moments than than Justin Simmons this year. And he's had, honestly, more in fact, uh, more impactful plays as well. Justin Simmons' recent interception was fantastic. The, the two that he had in the, what, the previous game in which it was a Hail Mary and something else? Uh-uh. I'm sorry. It counts on the stat sheet. I'm with you on that. But at the end of the day, the, those were two interceptions that were absolute gifts for his stats. I'm not saying Justin Simmons hasn't played well. I'm saying Pat Sertan... Especially be, and I'm not even, you know what? You can make the case I'm grading on a curve, and I'm not. But if I was grading on a curve, it's absolutely Pat Sertan. But even if I'm not grading on a curve because he's a rookie, it still is him. He has been the most consistent, least amount of mistakes. See, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree with you on the impact of what he did against Washington because one of them was on the Hail Mary, but the other interception. In a normal circumstance, it should have clinched the it should have clinched the game, and it, it was reminiscent of the interception that he had against Miami last year in the end zone. I mean, so to his credit, Simmons is somebody who comes up big in big moments, contrary to popular belief. Here's another way to put it, okay? Justin Simmons, how many bad games has he had? Three, 
Three, two and a half, three. Three. How many bad games has Sertan had? Zero. Two. Two two bad games or two bad plays? Difference. Well, if you're if you're not targeted very often, maybe you're not targeted. You're going going to be defined. You're you're going to be defined by that. And and another thing to look at, and we're separating really good players, right? Right. Well, we're separating players, and one thing that is that that separates them for me is looking at the passer rating that they've allowed when they're targeted. Yeah. Pat Sertan, very good, seventy six point five. Yeah. Who's even better? Justin Simmons, sixty-one point three. He's not targeted. Sir- he's a he's a center fielder. He's not Simmons targeted. Been tar- he's been targeted. He's been th- it's been thrown in his direction thirty-five times. Oh, there's oh come on. There is a difference between playing center field and you're throwing to a zone on the field and physically throwing at that quarterback. They were they, were, they, they remember he ran in trouble. They were targeting him. You saw against Baltimore, for example, the Ravens were tar- were targeting Justin Simmons with Mark Andrews. Yeah, and how'd that turn and out? It turned well. It it turned out badly for the Broncos. To the Broncos' credit, they adjusted from that. They adjusted from that game. That's why I'm not looking at you know one bad one really bad game in particular. That's something that's that's troublesome. But the body of work for Justin Simmons has been very good this year. Okay. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. At the end of the day, we have good choices on both. With yes. Melvin Gordon, although it, it we are, you know, we're actually literally with Simmons and Sertan. Yeah, I think we are arguing literally between the the two best Pro Bowl candidates this team has, and if they get two yeah. Pro Bowls, it will be those two. By the way, I saw stats today. I know we need to hit a break. Did you know the Denver Broncos have the longest streak? In NFL, in, in currently in the NFL, of Pro Bowlers per season, yeah, they have you. had a Pro Bowler every year since 1980. Yep. The only team that's close is the Cowboys. They're like 1981. I, I wonder if this year that that streak's going to be snapped. I I don't <laughs> think so. And I think we we talked about earlier this week. Reputation does matter for Pro Bowl selections, right? reputation and yes getting paid justin simmons has the reputation i think he will be a safety that people default to at playing a position that's more reputation based than numbers based i think simmons is going to keep that alive coming up after the break there's another guy who has a great reputation but apparently um either the offensive coordinator or the quarterback isn't buying into their reputation because he's not getting the ball a lot at least recently Cortland sutton what the hell is going on? That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public for your next project, don't pay retail, pay wholesale. 
at Rocky Mountain Forest Products, rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. I procrastinated for a long time getting my estate plan done and my living will. And boy, when I got in his office to start talking about this stuff, I couldn't get it done fast enough because I'm thinking, man, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, you never know what tomorrow could bring. And I wanted to make sure that my family was protected. So I did everything with Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. He explained everything to me. He was patient. Uh, he asked me the right questions, and we got everything done. And I feel so good that the courts are not going to be deciding what I want to do. When it comes to my living will, that's all about pulling the plug. I'm glad that I am the one making the decision instead of somebody else. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. That's the McKenzieFirm.com. Mace, you know what you do when you don't have your kids for Thanksgiving and you don't have any family in town? Well, I know what I'm doing. What do you do? I'm playing golf. I'm going to a soccer match. Are you? Really? Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to the Rapids uh, playoff match on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, what time is it at? I believe it's at 2.30 p.m. So when are you going to have Thanksgiving dinner? I will probably have uh, fishing chips uh, at at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. You are That'll jo- be my meal. You are joking. Do they have turkey legs at Dick's Sporting Goods there Park? There you go. Do they have turkey legs? They do, but... Oh. I, I see we're doing we're doing our Thanksgiving this weekend here. Oh, I see. So I'm get like we're going to have the turkey and the stuffing and the sweet potatoes and all that. So I'm going to have that itch scratched right before I before I come back to Denver. And so, so are you taking Charlotte really, to the game? Oh no, she's going to be out here in in Wisconsin. Oh, oh, you're going to be by yourself. Cuz well I'm I'm I can tell you before I go to the I mean, before I go to the Rapids playoff game. Yeah, I'll be covering. Bron- I'll be out at Broncos. I'll be out oh. at Bronco at the start of Broncos practice, and I'll be at the press conferences that day. Oh, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day has pretty much for my entire professional life been a work day for me, mostly as well. Uh, it's not going to be this year. It's just going to be Mandy and me. We're playing golf. I was going to say I just booked a tee time. Uh, hopefully the weather will hold. I was going to see if you wanted to play. Well, I appreciate you thinking of me, yeah. but uh, I did. I did our. I did already make make the plans. I All mean, right. actually, I mean, it's honestly, if you can't be for me, if you if if you can't be having a traditional Thanksgiving, being at a sporting event on Thanksgiving is kind of the the next best thing, right? Because because sports and Thanksgiving are so intertwined. It's you know we have the NFL games. You usually got a college game or two some places have a lot of high school football we've see we've, there's a lot of college basketball tournament games on Thanksgiving and this and having uh, the major league soccer say we're going to get in on that it's a nice little it's a nice little addition to the buffet the sports buffet of Thanksgiving so I'm I'm actually I'm real excited to go to the match next Thursday and I'm hoping the weather's good so we can play some golf time now for well, the Well the weather right now as yep. I'm looking at it yep. at this moment yep. it's Calling for a it's calling for a high of fifty four degrees. Where and mostly sunny skies. Where that that sounds like great where? weather. Where both of us are going to be doing in Denver on Thursday. Yes. Oh no, it's supposed to be a high of forty five. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the uh, Dark Sky app on my phone. That's a weather forecasting app. Dark Sky. I wouldn't trust any weather app that says that's dark sky. Well, this is what they call hyper local forecast. So, like, man, I would love if you're right because I'm looking local. at my phone right now. Yeah. And it says next Thursday, it's supposed to be a high of 45, but sunny. But sunny 
and 45 degrees is it's be- like sun- it's like sunny and 58 here in Wisconsin. It's beautiful golf weather, 45 yeah. degrees and sunny. Absolutely great golf weather. Let's so, yeah, uh, 54, 45, I'll take either one of them. If it's sunny, it'll be a good day. You know what? Let's just keep talking about this. We only have two minutes to go in the segment. <laughs> I've been trying to get to this Cortland Sutton thing, but now we only have a minute and 30 seconds. Well, the who, funny who, thing is, like, I'm I, I'm glad you're indulging me. I, I, I kept, I, you know, I kept saying, let's do yeah. the buzz, and then you're like, oh, let me tell you about this turkey leg. Oh, let me tell you about uh, go, uh, covering Broncos practice. And let me tell you about my new weather app now you have the floor man actually the funny thing about this weather app is what what gave me wind of this was uh, a lot of a lot of baseball writers have this especially like if they're covering teams like 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 the rockies or the braves that play in open air venues and you're saying oh well uh oh looks like the storm's gonna be here in 10 minutes and this thing in terms of like thunderstorms arriving yeah because it's because it pinpoints you're, like it pinpoints where you are. It gets you know figure you you tell you to give it you give the location access to it, no. and it'll say oh rain starting in like five minutes. So it's funny like I and today what's the name of it? Wait, because I'm, I'm gonna download. Sky what, what's it called? The name of the app? Dark sky. Dark like sky. literally today I was in downtown Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. and I get a little notification and it says flurries starting in Madison, and I look out the window and. Snow floor is it just started? Wait, I'm okay. So I'm looking here. It says it's three ninety nine a month. A month? Yeah. Oh no, no, no! Like I, I get that's weird because I pay, I, I paid for it up front. Like I paid like five dollars for it. Well, there you go. Ago. I'm not paying for that. Okay, fine. Wait. So does what? What does the app look like? Is it black with like a little bit of blue, like a raindrop and a lightning? Yes. Cl- yeah, it's three ninety nine. I'm not paying that. Actually, it's not a month. It's total. I'm not paying three ninety nine for the weather. I can walk outside. I'm that, that's fine, but I, I think that this has come in handy. It's come in handy at Bronco games too, because I've I literally like, oh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be storming in ten minutes, and lo and behold, it's ten minutes later is a thunderstorm. You know what? So what should I download? AccuWeather or the Weather Channel? What do you think would be a better uh, weather, bet? Weather Channel. Weather Channel. Weather cha- they get they get a higher rating, 3.1 million people and five stars. So I'm going to see if your $3.99 app is as accurate as – oh, wait. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. I'll see if it's as accurate as the Weather Channel. And I know everybody who is listening is going to want to stick through the break to see if it is as accurate. The Weather Channel calls for 45 degrees next week. So let's let's. Well, there you go. No, we don't know if it's accurate until we get to the day. So we have to remember. Well, it's seven days from now. Yeah. Yeah, a week from now. Let's let's see who's closer. Is it the Dark Sky app or the Weather Channel app? We're gonna we're gonna remember this. It's easy to remember. 54:45. They're palindromes of each other. So. What's let's see. Don't don't talk over my head. Can we you hit, a, a, can hit a break now, or are you done? Is? What's that? You know what a palindrome is, right? I didn't do well on the SATs. Race car. Yeah, it, yeah it's, Dad. It's, a, it's a race car. I thought, it a, is. isn't a palindrome that thing that sits on top of a piano that goes back and no, forth? It's a metronome. A palindrome is oh. the same thing forwards and, like, if you had, like, four letters or four numbers together, yeah. it's the same thing forwards and backwards. So, like, I think of... 5445 5445 right so that's what i mean and like like abba is a the band yep. is a palindrome there abba right yeah give, i'm here for you yeah i know you are oh, give me your best oxymoron then we'll go to break your, t- your your top oxymoron um 
a a football team from 1988 through 1993 that was named the Phoenix Cardinals. Boy, that that was a long winded answer with no punchline. Give me another one. <laughs> uh, oxymoron. A, a, uh, a great oxy. A great oxymoron. How, uh, yeah. how about if I just give it? We go to break. A a a a, 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 a let's just say you know, someone who's uh, of limited intellectual uh, means who has an acne problem. God, you made this either. You're making this more complicated than it is, or you don't know what an oxymoron is. Let me I know an let, let me is. let me take a shot at it. Jumbo shrimp. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Corlin Sutton. Why aren't the Broncos using him more? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, now that we have been through the break, have you been able to think of a two-word oxymoron? I already did. Phoenix Cardinals. N- no. Yeah, like it's it's it this it's a bird and it's a bird and another bird. I don't know about that. Yeah. It's uh, an ornithologic it's an ornithological oxymoron. I will give you one that has been referred to me too many times. And you it, said jumbo shrimp, right? No. Well no, but no one has referred to me as jumbo shrimp, but they do refer to me this way. And I'm I'm still trying to get over it with my team of therapists. People would look at me and say you are pretty ugly time now for what's trending what's trending is presented by colorado off-road in littleton if you need major accessory brands or something off market for your truck car jeep or suv they've got it upfit today at colorado off-road or go to cooffroad.com Okay, Mace, Cortland Sutton, uh, he really hasn't been involved in the game plan that much in recent weeks. Uh, You tweeted something out yesterday saying Sutton has averaged just three targets and one and a half catches per game in the four four games that Jerry Judy has played and nine targets and six receptions in the six games Judy has missed. Why? Do you think this is going on? Jerry Judy has the potential to be a very good player, but when you have two excellent wide receivers, and I don't want to leave out Tim Patrick, how in the world is the wealth not being spread around more? It's it's a good question, especially because one very valid critique of Terry, Teddy Bridgewater is the you know is the lack of deep shots, right? So you have somebody in Cortland Sutton who has proven he does not need a big window to make a play deep. He's a jump. He is a jump ball receiver. He can win his share of those. So just to try to get the defense out of it, you know, out of overplaying things short to intermediate, 
why wouldn't you take more shots? More than certainly, even one, even adding one or adding one or two of those shots per game. I think can if you hit, let's say you have two of those shots and you hit one of them, that's going to open that that's going to open things up tremendously. And he'll play into Cortland Sutton's skill set. Why aren't you trying him like on a on a on a fade route in the red zone? Because he's proven he's effective at that. It's it's curious. It's very curious. Well, here. I suppose I understand it from a quarterback's perspective that if you don't need to throw into tight windows, you don't want to throw into tight windows. With Jerry Judy, he is open a lot. He is the low-hanging fruit. For Cortland Sutton, he can make those tough catches in traffic. But why risk it when, let's be honest, generally speaking, throughout your career you have been risk-averse? So he has to, yeah, he has to kind of rethink his style a little bit here in this, for this one thing, this Teddy. Yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more. It's like, it's like he's got, it's like throwing to Cortland Sutton, even though throwing to him in tight coverage is not like throwing to other receivers in tight coverage. Throwing to him in tight coverage is a bet is a better bet than it is for almost any other receiver in football. So it's almost like, what the way Bridgewater thinks, he has to have like a different thought process for Cortland Sutton. The problem is, you can think about it. You can sit there in practice and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna." If he's covered, that still means it's a catchable ball for him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss it up to him. You can think that, but then you kind of you revert to the ingrained behavior under duress, right? We talked about with Drew Locke how he reverts to ingrained behavior under pressure. Tim well, Tebow did the same thing. Yeah, and te- but Teddy Br- Teddy Bridgewater's ingrained behavior is take the check down if nobody is wa- if if nobody has separation. Well, the thing is, Judy has separation quite a bit. Yeah. So, what's the higher percentage throw? Here, think about this for a second. If you are a for lack of a better phrase, I don't want to say conservative because Teddy has shown he can throw it down the field. What to you is a higher percentage completion? Jerry Judy, 20 yards down the field with three steps on his guy, okay, three steps on his guy, or Cortland Sutton, 10 yards with a step and a half? In that case, yeah, it's Judy. Right. So you're going but... Now, let, let me but flip let me, but hold on, that wasn't a good example. Let me flip no. that around. Let me flip that around. Let me flip that around. Yeah. You have Sutton, a step and a half, 25. That, that was a bad example. I should have reversed it. You have Sutton, a step and a half on a guy, 25 yards down the field, and no safety help. Or you have Judy, three yards of separation, eight yards in front of him. Bridgewater is going to take the play in front of him. He's going to, even though this is where down and distance comes into play here, because if you have that on second and six, you should take the shot to Jerry Judy down or to Cortland Sutton downfield because third and six is still very makeable and it's been makeable for this offense. Third and nine, third and 10. That's the problem area. Third and six, they've proven they can convert those. So, if you get that, if you get that sort of scenario on first or second down, I want I, that's where I think he should be thinking in terms of get the ball to Cortland Sutton and give him a shot. 
taking a hard right turn on this. You taking a hard right turn? I'm taking a hard right turn. That's news. You can make the case. You can make the case. You might want to throw Patrick Mahomes in there too, but if I'm talking about a long history, you can make the case that Aaron Rodgers is the most impressive quarterback to have ever played the game for this reason. He takes shots all the time. He throws into tight coverage all the time. And look at his touchdown-to-interception ratio. Look at how few interceptions this guy has every single year with all the shots he takes downfield. So if he had Cortland Sutton with a step and a half and Jerry Judy, literally nobody near him within 10 yards, he's going to Cortland Sutton. He might go to Cortland Sutton with three-quarters of a step. That was part of the whole thing of why why might Aaron Rodgers have been a Bronco last year if the Packer this season if the Packers were willing to trade him. It was the quality of the receiving core. And Aaron and and Cortland Sutton was a huge part of, of that value. I mean Court he'd probably he'd he'd probably have that same sort of thing with Tim Patrick too. Yeah. Right. All right. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? The NBA is a very international league, and they've got some international preseason games coming up next year. They have had regular season games in other countries outside of Canada and the U.S. in the past. Is that something they should look at doing more often, kind of like how the NFL has their game in London every year a couple of times? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you are a business owner, you know how important location is. So if you are looking to buy, sell, or lease, I highly recommend you work with my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. She has a nine-person team that has over 50 years of experience, and her brokers are ranked in the top. Top 10 in the Denver metro area. Why would you go anywhere else? Seriously. With that, I want to bring in Heather. How are you, Heather? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. Well, listen, I used to have my real estate license. Clearly, you do. We know the importance of buying instead of renting. But why might it be a better time to lease instead of buying right now? Yeah, we've had so many people that have kind of pivoted or reinvented themselves since COVID, and maybe they start a new business, and they don't really know how fast they're going to grow or how it's going to take off, and maybe how that business changes over the years. So we have a lot of customers that are asking to lease, maybe for a couple years, just to get things started to make sure their idea of the space is really what they need. Or maybe they have really large expansion plans and they can't put all their capital into buying one building. They might need five locations. 
so they need to start a little bit less and do that lease side. So there's a lot of uh, different business aspects to look at when you're leasing or buying. Let's just say for the sake of argument, you're a business owner. You're like, you know what? Leasing is a great option, but I believe in buying. I believe in building equity. Uh, the clock is ticking towards 2022, and it seems to me with potential tax law changes, you better buy now. Does that sound about right? Yeah, and sellers want to sell now, too, so that that helps them, too, with those tax implications. So we have a lot of transactions going now, and it's definitely you got to get in very soon to get it done by the end of the year. But, yeah, there is a a big hurry for that because we just don't know what's going to happen just yet. I remember, again, when I had my license and I was doing real estate in Chicago, generally speaking, it tends to be a dead period between Thanksgiving and the first of the year. But in the commercial real estate business, how hot is it right now? It's hot. And we do have some businesses that are, like I said, kind of reinventing themselves. So we're out cold calling, meeting with those business owners, trying to help them find the best space or the best building for them starting the new year. So they start off on the right foot. So we're really busy right now, and it's kind of like everybody's setting those business goals or those New Year's goals so that the next year is perfect. The one thing I really like about working with you is you are a think-out-of-the-box type of person. I am the same way. I don't like. To, it's not that I don't like to, but working with cookie-cutter people, that if it doesn't go exactly the way they think it should go, I'm not going to say that they give up on the deal, but they feel like it just can't happen. The one thing about what you guys offer at Impact Commercial Real Estate is thinking out of the box, is being creative. Give me an example where you are working with a cookie-cutter realtor, but you guys said, I think we might be able to do it this way, and then you got the deal done. Yeah, so we just had a shopping center we were working on, and there was a firm working on leasing those vacant spaces before we started or before we were hired. And our pitch to the landlord as to why we could maybe take over and do better was we were going to have small business events where we pulled a lot of small businesses in the community together, helped them get some exposure, but also all those visitors and the other businesses that came to chat at this event saw the vacant spaces, started thinking about how they could grow their business, and it was a really successful event, and we had a bull riding machine on the side, too, for extra fun. How'd you do on it? We did great. No, how did you do on it? What do you mean, we? Everybody got up on the thing? How did you do on it? I I was kind of like... A little old lady kind of holding on tight. Ah, <laughs> it was gotcha. very adventurous, and it was on low. But I did try it. By, by the way, I'm going to ask you a question that's somewhat rhetorical. You know why you did that with that strip mall and other brokers don't do that? You know why they don't? I don't think they really have the effort and the time to put into it, which we try and make sure that we do on every project we work on. Well, you, you hit it half right. Uh, they have the time. It's just too much work for him. You know what? I, I have other things I'd rather do with my time. My clients right. are important to me, but my time's important to you. My, my time's important to me, so I don't know if I, if I have as much time. And that's why right. I think you guys are great, because you will put in the time. You will think out of the box, because it is all about the people that you represent. How do people get a hold of you, Heather? Our office number is 720 or they're able to email me as well. My email is heather at 
www.impactcommercial.co. Again, Heather at impactcommercial.co. Okay, so 773, not 773. It's not, oh, that's that's a Chicago area code. I just got all mixed up there. It's not 773. <laughs> no wait, wait, what is the area code here? I know it's 303. What's the other one, Danny? 720. 720, that's right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking about in Chicago. 720-608-4201. 720-608-4201. Or go to Impact Commercial, impactcommercial.co, not com impactcommercial.co. Heather, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from three until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the NBA has announced two preseason games will be hosted by the United Arab Emirates next year. Previously, the association has had international games in Mexico, 11 from 1997 to 2019, Japan, 12 from 1990 to 2003, the United Kingdom, nine games from 2011 to 2019, and a January 24th, 2020 game between the Bucks and the Hornets in France, the first one in that country. A ton of international players in the NBA from all over the world. Should they make this more of a regular thing and have countries that they attend or that they host games in every year as there are so many players from different countries and what countries make the most sense to you as partners in that endeavor? Frankly, I'm surprised the NBA hasn't done more of this because like you mentioned, it is a it is a global game, and you know they had the they had regular season games in, in London for most of the past decade, and like you mentioned, they had the game in France a couple of years back. So the other thing with the NBA, unlike football, where it's not really an, a it's not an international game, and B there's relative scarcity of product, you've got 82 regular season games. If everybody went and played one played a couple of games overseas every year, would one get with one home game per team out of 41 be missed all that much in the grand scheme of things i think they should go they, they should truly go global and, and play in london france play in the uae play in japan play in australia china uh, go you know play on play in south africa play in argentina or brazil they should go everywhere because basketball is played everywhere yeah you should play in a lot of those places the uae is not one of them simply for the fact that their human rights violations list is off the charts. And they shouldn't go to China either. They shouldn't go to China. They shouldn't, and I understand there is a financial tie there. I get it. And by the way, what happened between China and the NBA recently? But financially, they have to. Financially, they don't have to go to the UAE. The UAE, the way they treat their people... They bring in people, at the risk of getting political because I'm getting worked up here, they literally import people from Africa like slaves to build things in their country and don't let them leave. This is this is going to be an issue with the World Cup next year as well. Because I know. Every, everything in Qatar, yep. hotels, stadiums, yep. 
has basically been built slaves. with slave labor. There's a huge there's a huge story over on the Guardian today about the slave labor conditions in Qatar, which is also, of course, on the Persian Gulf like the UAE is. I, I cannot believe Adam Silver would have agreed to this country. Yes, the UK, France, Brazil, every country has its own issues, right? And I get that. But you brought up China. That's a whole nother segment to talk about but because of the strong financial ties you almost have to hold your nose and go in there i get that i get that uae i'm sorry you don't need to go in there and it's a multi-year deal by the way this is a this is a a partnership between the nba and the abu dhabi slash united arab emirates department of culture and tourism why don't you just go to saudi arabia while you're at it you're, you're I mean, right next door. that's that's right. I mean, it's a short bus. It's a short bus ride, right? You yeah. can tour all of them. Go into Syria while you're at it. Seriously, you're, you're going into those countries, please. NBA, you need to do better. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store, and you can try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention their sales staff is so great that they've been there for a long time. When you're making a purchase like that, the deal is this. You want to make sure that you're getting what you need. You're going to ask the right questions. They're going to have the answers, and they're going to ask you questions to make sure you get what you want. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Danny, I bet you weren't expecting that response. On the UAE, although I saw you nodding. No, it was uh, it was a very valid answer. Well, I think you nodded because you're like, question. yeah, the UAE has got some major human rights violations issues. Major. And the NBA is usually the more progressive league, uh -huh. so they steer clear of that kind of thing. Right. Well, but they are deep with it. But they're deep in 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 uh, in financial entangle entanglements with China. So that's the thing. I mean, they're yeah, the, the NBA for as socially conscious as it is has proven. It will go. It will go wherever the money is. Well, you know what? You know. You know how the NBA is probably getting paid. They're taking all the money they would have spent on the workers building those huge skyscrapers and just giving it to the NBA because they got the labor for free. Coming up after the break, Broncos on the bye week. In the first segment, we talked about who's been the MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP. Coming up next, who's been the biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, best rookie. We'll talk about that after the break.